Hi, I'm Kaylee Moore. And I'm Emma Samasco. Welcome to Freelance Writing Coach, your go-to podcast for building a freelance writing business. In each 20-minute episode, we'll do a deep dive into one area of business with the hope that our insights as successful freelance writers will educate and inspire you. Why did you become a freelancer? Was it for freedom, flexibility, Probably not because you wanted to manage your own health insurance, taxes, and retirement. Did you know Catch can do all of that for you? Catch offers benefits and personal payroll for the self-employed. With Catch, you can shop for health insurance the same way you shop for a flight. Compare across carriers and find the best price. Catch makes it easy to renew your current plan, find a better one, or enroll for the first time. Even better, all plans are ACA compliant and Catch works on your behalf to get you tax credits that can save hundreds of dollars on your monthly premium. Open enrollment starts November 1st. Get organized for the year ahead. Get covered. Get Catch. Find the plan that's right for you at catch.co slash health. Despite being a career writer, there are some days where all of us just don't want to write. We feel like we can't get the words out. We don't know what to say. We stare at the blank page and we're just like, ugh, this is awful. I think every writer struggles with days when there are writer's block. And I think when you're a freelance writer and you're writing stuff for other people on deadlines, sometimes it can feel like you can't really afford to have writer's block, right? Like you got to get through it. So today we are going to talk about struggling with writer's block, what strategies maybe we can take when writer's block comes up. And yeah, so Kaylee, I'm curious for you, like how often do you feel like writer's block strikes? So this is interesting because I have heard that some writers believe that writer's block is not a thing. Like it's not real. It's something that we make up in our minds as an excuse for like not being able to get words on the page. And so I'm kind of in that camp a little bit. I feel like sometimes you just need to like, if you're feeling like you have writer's block, maybe you just need to do an outline and that'll help you get past it. That's what usually helps me. If it's a case of like, mental bandwidth. Maybe you just need to give yourself a break. Maybe you need to go for a walk or go for some time outside or do some stretches, whatever, step away from the computer. But I think in general, it's something that can definitely be worked around. I mean, even reading for a little bit sometimes is enough to do the trick. So yeah, I'm kind of in the camp of like, it's definitely a solvable, fixable problem. You just need to have some strategies to do it right. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's really interesting what you said about how like some writers don't believe in writer's block. And it makes me think of when I did National Novel Writing Month. And for those of you who don't know, National Novel Writing Month is this like movement. I mean, it's an organization that runs it, but where you can write a 50,000 word novel during the month of November. And it's something like over the course of the 30 days of the month, you need to write like 1,667 words a day. I'm not sure if that's the exact number, but the idea is kind of like, you just need to get the words out. It doesn't matter if they're good. It doesn't matter if it's the next great American novel. The challenge is to just write those words. And I participated in it once. And there were some days that were like, harder to write than others, but I was able to write something every day. And even if one day was 500 words and the next day was 2000 words, it was like a a manageable amount. And so I think like when we 
talk about writer's block, like it's sort of important to define like, well, what, what do we mean by that? Like, I think if you're writing a novel and you're like, oh, why have writer's block? So I haven't written for three months like that. (laughs) I think that's kind of construction, right? Like that, that's not real to me. But I think that if you sit down one day and you can't focus and you just don't have a lot of energy or you don't want to start something, there are things like you mentioned that you can do, like writing an outline or taking a break or going for a walk. And like, I know sometimes I struggle with what I might call writer's block when there's just too much on my plate, like there's too much to do and I can't get like really good focus time to just do the work. So I think sort of like identifying what are those circumstantial things that are preventing you from like getting into flow and then addressing what those things are is is one of the best ways to cope with it. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that for a lot of these projects, I remember especially in the early days of freelance writing full time, I would have a big assignment and I'd be staring at the blank screen and just feeling totally overwhelmed by the project. But as soon as I started getting into the outline and even just making it really sloppy where I was dropping in links for research and like potential sources I wanted to include, points I wanted to make, that gave me something to work with to where it was kind of like chipping away at the big block. So to keep the block metaphor going. So I think that it's kind of like a framing issue, right? It's like how you're framing it in your mind. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, it's like, how do you see it as like a challenge that can be overcome in one like writing sitting or one day or one couple, like a couple of day period? Or are you seeing it as like, I just can't write in it right now. Like I'm completely unmotivated. I do think that like there are some times in freelancing where like you're just not as like inspired by the writing process as other times. And like, I think that is okay and natural. And that lack of inspiration maybe, or even just like the lack of like joy in the writing doesn't mean that you like physically can't write really great words. And I think that like, there's an interesting question of here of like, when you're writing for someone else and there's like a prescribed brief or like something that you know you're supposed to be writing, I think in many ways that's a lot easier than like just like trying to like write a poem from scratch. Or I, I mean, I again, like I think back to my creative writing days and when we got an assignment in college for creative writing, it wasn't like, oh, just go home and write a poem this week. It was like we might read something in class and they'd say, oh, write a poem in the style of write a villanelle or write a sonnet or so I guess that's a form, right? It might be like do a topic like this week, I want you to write like a nature poem or this week we're going to write a poem about the past or like whatever it was, right? There were actually like prompts and structure and that made it so that you had like something to work around. And I think my point there is that when things are incredibly open-ended, you can just feel so, so overwhelmed. And again, that goes back to the advice you initially gave of like, just get an outline out there. Like once you have an outline, you can start to think about how do I like plug in the sentences here? But it's the same with like making sure that you get a good brief from your client. So one thing that that sometimes happens to me, especially because I write for many companies that have very technical products, is that they'll give me some topic and like I might not even know what the words in the headline mean. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, I don't know what that means. And it's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm serious. And instead of just trying to like Google around or like make something up, I'm like, 
okay, I need to talk to a subject matter expert about this topic so that like I can ask questions like, hey, what does this word mean to you? Like, what does it mean to your audience? How do we talk about it? And then it's like, you're not starting from scratch anymore, right? Because I think that when we feel out of our depths is when we feel like we, we can't get words on the page. Yeah. And I think that you make a really good point about how a writing brief can be so helpful at this because I know there's some debate on some writers don't want a very detailed brief because they want the creative freedom to exercise their expertise and and kind of take the lead on where the project goes or where the assignment goes. But I feel like sometimes having more context is better because you still have the creative freedom to do whatever you want to do and take the piece where you want to. But you have more clarity around what it is you're trying to accomplish, who you're writing for, what are the key points the client wants you to touch on, things like that. So definitely having that as a jumping off point is one thing that that I think helps just a whole lot when it comes to staring at the blank screen. Like you said, if you have something that feels like an open-ended assignment, just making it more manageable and adding more clarity to what it is you're trying to accomplish. That I think really goes a long way. And The other thing I wanted to say was I like that you touched on writing the poetry. I've also heard that reading poetry can be really good for when you feel stuck or when you kind of feel like using the same words over and over again. You just kind of need to like run some new pathways in your brain. I've read and I've I've tried it myself too, and I think it works pretty well that just kind of reading that unusual format that poetry usually comes in is enough to help you get a fresh perspective on whatever it is you're working on or breakthrough if you're feeling stuck or uninspired. A different format is sometimes a really easy way to help with that. Yeah, we should ask all our listeners to write their uh, their assignments as poems and see what they get out of it. <laughs> oh gosh, sass poems. I don't think I want to read those. <laughs> it would be custom solutions. <laughs> custom solutions for your business. There could be some like very comic poems about it though. But yeah, I think like the other aspect of this is like breaking the job into manageable chunks. So like you mentioned that a bit, but it's not just about like having the information in front of you. It's also about like creating milestones to break up the job. So it's like if somebody, like people that write books, like freelance writers that write books, they might be responsible for delivering like a 15 chapter book. but they have milestones along the way where they might like write the introduction in chapter one and then they pass that along and then that gets reviewed and then they do chapter two and chapter three. Even before they do the chapters, they define like, oh, here's what the chapters are going to be. Here's what's going to be in each of them, right? But my point is, is that like, I have learned that having like a delivery schedule that where I'm delivering something more often and has more components helps me along. So like, I conduct interviews and then I share outlines and then I share draft as opposed to just being like, oh, you asked me to do something and like, here it is, right? And having that Mm -hmm. expectation that there's like no steps in the process because, and I guess why the steps help me is because it's like, there's accountability there and there's someone to sort of discuss the different parts of the process and get me out of my own head. So it's like Mm -hmm. when I give a draft, I'm waiting for feedback. And then once I get that feedback, that inspires me to make the next push, right? Right. I think that makes a lot of sense. I just keep thinking back to when I would get an assignment that was like, write 7,000 words on X topic. And then I would just sit there and be like, oh my God, number one, I don't want to do this because it's going to take a really long time and I'm scared and I'm nervous that I won't be able to do it. 
And then number two, like, where do I even begin? Where do I start with this? So, and I think you and I both do this, just kind of like throwing things into a really messy document is a good way to start. And I think the other thing too, is if you're feeling like totally directionless, totally lost, maybe bringing in a fellow freelancer to help with parts of the process that you're struggling with is a good way to work around that too. So for example, I saw on Twitter a while ago, there is a freelancer who is specializing in taking care of the research piece of the writing process for fellow writers. So basically you give me your brief and I will go through and get you wonderful sources. I'll help build out all the research you need for this piece for it to be really good. And then you can run with that and you've got a a starting place for your outline and for your first draft. And I think that that's a really smart way if you're super intimidated by the research process and getting that start, something like that could be really useful. Yeah, it's funny you mention that because like I sometimes when I work with a subcontractor will create like a very, very detailed outline and then when I pass it to them, in my head, I think of it as like writing by number, like, you know, like a color by number thing, (laughs) because it's kind of like all they really need to do is like fill in the blanks with sentences because all of the information is there, right? So that's kind of like what that research person is doing. But even a step further is creating like a very detailed outline where you're like, these are exactly what the sections are going to be. This is bulleted information of what I want in each of these sections. That helps me when I feel like, my brain is like too scrambled to write a sentence. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or you're, or you're really busy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or I'm really busy. Right. And I think the reason that that works well is because I think sometimes if you give something to someone, and this is kind of like on the client side, right? But if someone gives something to you as a freelance writer and it's incredibly open-ended and there are no structure, guardrails, sources, ideas, then like what you get back is unlikely to be what you want. And I'm not saying that if you're hiring someone to do something for you, you need to have like every single headline nailed down perfectly. But I do think this goes back to the thing about the briefs. Like this is like anecdotal in in another field, but I've thought about working with developers on building like small software projects. And when my husband and I have talked about this and and he's in, in engineering, we've talked about like the need for like having an incredibly, incredibly detailed brief for those developers to say like, this is exactly how I would want this to function. And that brief would need to be so detailed that that person could execute on it and they could ultimately deliver what I want. I've learned that doing like my website development too, where like if my design brief or the flow is not like Like when I set up the shop on my website for my digital products, I hired someone to help me do that. And at first I was like, oh, just like open a shop. And then (laughs) they sort of tried to do that. And I was like, oh, I didn't give (laughs) enough information. Like they technically did do that thing that I asked, but I didn't give enough information to get exactly what I wanted. I mean, that doesn't necessarily have to do with the writer's block part of it, but it does have to do with like, how do you ultimately deliver something that's really good? And I think as a freelance writer, it's kind of your job, whether you're creating that brief yourself based on the information you're able to collect or your client is giving you something really detailed, it's on you to try and get as much information as you can about what your client wants. Not only will it make it easier for you to get over the writer's block, but it will also ensure that your client is happier with your work. Yes, 100%. And I this makes me think back to the episode we did where we talked about how video calls and like Loom recordings and 
asynchronous video back and forth can be really helpful with this as well. So if you're going into a project and you're nervous because you feel like you don't have enough context in the brief or you don't exactly understand what it is that your client wants, I think sending over a quick video where you're talking through some of the questions you have and kind of painting a picture of where you plan to go with the piece and sending that over for them to review can help get past the uncertainty and maybe get more detail that you need for the project. So I would say, I think a lot of freelance writers are nervous to do that because it makes them look inexperienced or they feel like, oh, I don't want to go into this asking a bunch of questions because then it looks like I don't know what I'm doing. But I always appreciate when people come to me with questions about what exactly did you mean about this? Or I'm thinking about this. Is this in line with what you had planned? So I would say that's another big piece of it too. Like, don't be afraid to ask questions and go back to the client and say, I need a little bit more clarity around X or give me some direction around the end objective for this. I think that that's part of being a good freelancer. Yeah, absolutely. I think in like our next few minutes of this episode, we can talk maybe a little bit about like, okay, like let's say you're going through this today. What are strategies that you could take to help yourself like get through this project in front of you. Like I'd start by saying like, okay, if writing's like really feeling like a chore and you're sitting down, you're super unfocused, like get out of your office chair, take a bath, <laughs> go on a walk, run to the store, just like give yourself a little space and don't give yourself the little space and say like, well, I'm off for the day. Give yourself like, okay, I'm going to take an hour I'm going to take 30 minutes and then I'm going to sit down at my computer. I'm going to set a timer. Like lots of people use the Pomodoro technique, right? Like isn't Pomodoro like it's like 20 something minutes and then a break or something like this and using a technique like that or just saying, you know, oh, at 1030, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write words, even bad words for a half hour, right? What I find is that when I actually sit down to do it, I'm quite a fast writer. So I, I, in my head, it's going to take me three days and then I sit down and it's actually like maybe an hour worth of writing, right? Like, like, are there, are there any other like strategies that if someone was struggling with this like today that you would recommend? So what I usually do is I will sit down with the brief and I will totally, I'm not even going to think about the intro and the closing. I'm going to do that at the end, but I'm going to start building out the middle sections. So basically what are the key points that I want to focus on and then dropping bullet points beneath them. So like, here's a good article that speaks to this and has some good data points that I want to tie in. Here's a good quote that I found on Twitter that speaks to this and adds some external point of view to the topic itself. You're filling the messy page. Yeah. Yes. I'm not writing. I'm really just kind of dropping in thoughts into the document as bullet points. And so I can shape them later and, and rearrange them and kind of do the puzzle piece putting everything together and making it make sense. But if I have that document, once I'm done with that, with the bullet points, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a breeze. Like you said, this is an hour worth of writing. I know exactly what I need to do. I've got something to work with. It's just a matter of building it out at that point. Yeah. I often find that I will build that out one day and then I'll come back to it the next day. And it's like really easy to write. So even if I build out that outline, but I'm like, I'm just going to work on the outline today. I mean, I'm calling it an outline, but it's also just like sort of like the messy doc, right? Like just the, the messy doc of all the sources and all the info and all the things you're thinking about. And then when I come back to it, I'm like, oh, this is a cinch now. Like this is not going to take me very long. I find with case studies, like 
I'll lay out the sections and then I'll go to the, the transcript or the recording and I'll pull out all the quotes that I want to use. And so then I'll like, I, and a lot of like when I do a case study, I'm almost like rewriting quotes into narratives, right? So I just sort of like copy and paste the quotes that I'm going to use into the narrative that I want. And then I might leave it for a day or for a few hours. And then I come back and I write it. And it, again, like it's a breeze really, really quick. Yeah. I think some people go into the outlining process or look at it as I basically need to build the piece and have it be full sentences in each of the bullet points so that really it's just a matter of almost taking out the bullet points. And I think it doesn't have to be quite so scientific and polished in that phase. It can be chaos. Yes. You can work with that. Yeah. I think like one thing that you you were talking about, like pulling things from Twitter and stuff. I mean, I'll pull like various links that read about the topic and I'll pull various links and I'll just like dump the links in there. It can be so messy. It's just a matter of like getting out stuff onto the page because I think once you've done that, the process is so much easier. Yes, I totally agree. So I feel like we've really given some good tactical advice here on this particular one. So whether or not you believe in writer's block, if it's <laughs> if you think it's a real thing or you're just like procrastinating, that's up to you. Yeah, it's a surmountable problem. I think regardless of your perspective on like if it's real or not, I think that if you're going to be successful as a freelance writer, you have to figure out how to push through it. Yes, 100%. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Freelance Writing Coach Podcast. If you want more tips, tricks, and resources for building your business, visit freelancewritingcoachpodcast.com. 